live from Heatwave Chicago. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Audrey. It is also a Heatwave here. Heatwave Midwest. Neither of our places have functioning AC. We're no. melting. We're bringing Dying. the heat this week. <laughs> Toilet flush sound effect. <laughs> and, and joining us from a milder location, I imagine, it's, uh, it's Vic Berger is back with us. Welcome back. Well, hello. Yes. Actually, you're catching me in a day that's gray. No sunshine here in California today. Oh, no. A rare done. day. Yeah, I'm it's jealous. not Groundhog's Day. Yeah, pretty like, much. That's what I... That's what I hear is weather-wise, it's fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's just like always nice, you know. You can just go outside, it doesn't matter. Everyone everyone cries when it rains, you know, once or twice a year. Other than that, it's just just sunshine. I've been complaining because Chicago, you get a week of nice weather every year. I've been complaining, probably on this program even, that it's just been gray dog shit for weeks and weeks and weeks. And now it's we've we've gone hard in the other direction. I'm so fucking sweaty. I was wearing nothing but a crop top and shorts all day, and like still kept sweating. And I've had to change my shirt twice as a result. Damn. It's uh, not wow. an ideal situation. Picky is very upset about the heat. She hasn't lived anywhere without air conditioning. She's leaving the room right now. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, I can't handle you talking about me like I'm some kind of hothouse flower. It's a million degrees, Dad. <laughs> this is what she says. Well, Vic, we haven't had you on since uh, I just listened to that old uh, episode before this, refreshing my memory on what we were talking about. And we're talking about fucking, we were getting questions still on like, I'm quarantining with my partner and oh, yeah. we can't do the 200th date night inside. <laughs> and we were, uh, you know, you were talking about having, having kids in that situation. Oh, man. How's things been so far? Because we can't really ask you about like a dating update, given that you are married. But right, right. how's the marriage the... thing? That's still going on. That's still excellent. Happening. We yeah. love, love that, that. marriage yes. update. Our right, favorite right. segment. We're ending by a thread, but it's it's still going. You know, <laughs> no. no, but like, well, I mean, recovering from the pandemic is what my kids are up to. They like you sure. know just were so isolated and at such a weird age and you know formatory age that just really, you know, gave them some anxiety, you know, and, and like, you know, and we're, you know, trying to like manage it as best we can with like, you know, like actually involving therapy. Um, cause it kind of got to that level where they needed a little outside help, you know, with, uh, uh, with the anxiety and, and if we kind of like, if we let, if we take them somewhere, it's, there's a little anxiety about, you know, dropping them off and, are we going to come back? And it's just a whole thing yeah. that we didn't get enough experience with, you know, during the pandemic. That I kinda, imagine, yeah, it's it's sad, but um, but like I think like therapy seems to be helping, and we're doing you know what we need to do. I think to you know to to get through it and to get these kids back on track because they miss so much time, you know. Yeah, I love it's- that you that you went to a professional intervention because like. There are a lot of folks who would just like, eh, they'll figure it out. Rub we'll some dirt on it. Rub well, some yeah, dirt that's, on it. Get I mean, back that's in the game. what I was told. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. You'll be all right. Just get over it, kind of thing, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, and also like over the pandemic too. I got I got into therapy too, and it was like really helping me. It was like the one thing I you know could kind of vent and get it all out, and, and just it just I don't know, it was just really good for me. And then it was it was tough to find. It's tough to find a therapist for. For kids you know like you like there's not think about that. as much out there and and you know so you got to really dig around and be patient to to make that happen it's just a long process i would find a talked, good one particularly because yeah. like yeah because like as an adult you find a therapist and you, you don't jive with you can make that call and just be like i'm right. not no right but it's just like different with uh yeah for a kid did you, did you right, have to totally. try different ones like i i, I don't know how i would approach that with a kid yeah, it was, and also it's through Zoom too. Through it's, so it's yeah, not like right. person to person, which is an extra kind of bizarre thing. But that's kind of what they know of, of school, you know, through the pandemic was Zooming and everything. So it's not as bizarre for them. But you know, person to person would be best. But yeah, it's it was really finding out what our insurance, you know, took and who they, sure. you know, that's it's always a pain, you know, like digging through that. But finally found someone, and yeah, they're they're into it. So that rocks. Yeah, it's yeah. good it's working out i yeah. i've ended i've been in therapy for the past like uh what half a year now a, a little bit more than that 
the thing that like I been realizing recently that affected me was like, I don't know, I've had some social anxiety for a long time. And I realized that like that had really gotten exacerbated and not mm-hmm. so much in like uh, I'm freaking out when I go out way, but in like uh, I'm just not going out much. Like I was right. really leaning into the introversion streak. You know, uh-huh. I stopped any kind of uh, any kind of performing, you know, before maybe a year before the pandemic, but was like mortified of the idea of getting back into anything like that. And uh, right. I, I used to do stand up. I think I've talked about this yes. down here at some point. Uh huh. But I've I've realized that like that's been the source of a lot of my mental health stuff recently is just isolating too much and not right. reaching out to people for help. And before the fucking therapy, like I was just like, I've been through bad shit. I can handle this all by myself. Like this will right. be totally fine. Like I get all this right. time to myself and I work through it and it's great. And it's like, uh-huh. actually, I've been going a little bit insane without realizing it. And Right. Well, are you you must naturally be like an extrovert, right? You it's maybe, like, hey, maybe it seems like you're doing, you know, you used to go out more and yeah. do stand up. That's not easy to, that's like, scary that's true. Do, so yeah, I've, you know, I've so got I like just, a yeah, split. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's kind of how I, I'm more extroverted, but I think it's because of the social anxiety over the years, it just wore, wore me down that like I did become, you know, the anxiety went through the roof and you know, all this, yeah, the isolation kind of thing, self-isolation and even before the pandemic, you know, and for years, that was kind of my thing, just the Brian Wilson thing in my room, you know, <laughs> listening to my music. Oh, same. You know, it was like years of just figuring out, like, what the hell is going on with me here? What is this, you know? Mm. Like, oh, depression? What, like, what is that? You know, because it's not something, yeah. you know, my family ever talked about. But, right. You know, I've been, like, trying to, like, just with my kids and family, just try to be more open about talking about it because it's, it's it, everybody's going through it, you know what right. I mean, and and then we just kind of like I grew up kind of just you know, not talking about those types of feelings or or not totally understanding it, you know. So I love to, that moment yeah. where you come yeah. to understand your depression as sort of an alien force. Like you're talking to somebody and you're like, you know, that gnawing pit at the center of you that like nothing can fulfill, and they're like. No, I don't actually. I'm not familiar. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. And you go, I know. I mean, not everybody has the gnawing pit. <laughs> right, right. That's, yeah, that's exactly one thing, like, where it's like, why, why is it me? Why do I feel this way? Or, or yeah. what, what is going on? But, like, I had this, like, revelation this week. I, I heard of him before, but I didn't totally guess, understand it or look into it too much. But, like, these attachment styles. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm We've so been talking about this recently. Okay, I've been good, talking good. about it. I got to catch up on the show. It's been a while. I, I've got a lot, <laughs> lot of crap going on. But I'm I'm extra excited to check it out because I'm glad you're talking about that because I just like this week, I just it just hit me like it all makes sense now because like, you know, you're your uh, upbringing and, and your relationship with like your oh, parents yeah. and your caregivers, they inform your relationships as an adult, as you grow on and go on. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's good to like everyone that listening should take that, take a, you know, what is it? A, a attachment test. They're all online or whatever. And yeah, you can find the them. And there's of, ones that yeah. are better than others, but like, yeah, there's some crappy ones that are there. You might be wrong. But I found a pretty good one that like gets more into detail, but if you have a, yeah. if you have a good one, please send it to me. Yeah, I'll see if I can find one. Um, I will yeah. say, I'm going to name mine. I'm going to say it okay. on the show. Ooh. Yeah. Preoccupied attachment style. There I we go. To, I go hard. I too. fall hard and fast, and I get yep. very, I'm like, what are you up to? And if you yeah. don't have exactly the right answer, I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? Right. Did I do the wrong right. thing? Did I yep. fuck it up? Yeah. Right. That's what. That's exactly what I am, the, the avoidant preoccupied where – you're always thinking, even even subconsciously, you're thinking you're you're going to be abandoned. Yeah, you know I mean? at any, for any little thing you do, or you're always looking for that reassurance. You know. Yeah, I think I'm on that same one, or maybe uh, avoidant, because I've been talking through this with my my therapist as well. It's weird for me because, like, I don't know. I, I have a very supportive family. I'm very close with my parents, and looking back, I was always like, I had a very normal childhood. Nothing could have possibly fucked me up. Yeah, But like uh, I, I talk with my mom every week and we talk a lot about this kind of stuff because she's dealt with mental health stuff. And, you know, we talk about kind of how we're working through things or things that we've realized. And she's like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, we had to move every three years. There was four years where I was an only child and my dad would be gone for work like constantly. 
And so she had never left Ohio or maybe had for like a, a year, I guess, out of college. Uh, but so it was in this like unfamiliar city with her own mental health stuff oh. with me as a fucking kid for the first time. And like, yeah, that's scary as fuck. Of course, right. there's like some abandonment stuff when your mm. whole life gets uprooted on an inconsistent basis and like a parent exactly. is gone. I'm thinking back and remembering all these times that it would feel like intense homesickness staying in a friend's across the street. Like I, I couldn't spend the night at a friend's mm. house when I was like a younger kid. And right. it starts coming back and you're like, Oh yeah, this explains why I get these reactions in relationships or why I get anxious if somebody's acting a little bit different and start like racking my brain. What did I do kind of thing? When they switch it up, it's so fucked up. And then like for me lately, it's been fucking validated because I've had two partners in the last year break up with me over fucking text. And it's like, but I I thought about you nonstop for three months. Are you gonna just leave like that? It's oh brutal. My God. And so it, it helps to like, you know, it doesn't get rid of it, obviously, but having like a oh, there's a reason for this. Yes. And other right. people also deal with this, and there's like ways to work through it that has been like a right. really fucking encouraging thing to me. I'm, I'm and all, yeah, and also knowing that it's nothing you did. It's not your fault right. you're not broken. Right. For it's, real. It's, it's nothing you could do. It's just how how it is. But now you can like you know, you can sit and wallow over it or you can kind of like address it and, and find, yes. you know, little ways to, to use it to your advantage or to, you know, to just to have coping mechanisms that will help you, you know. To, yeah. To or start that. a podcast where you say, hey, I've th- I deal with this too. Check this out. This is what right, I did. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what I got. You, you should yes. do that too. <laughs> this is what we always say. You should start <laughs> listener. You should start a podcast. It will it will fix yeah. all your troubles. <laughs> there is something with the show because we we Vic, we came up on five years last month, which is a fucking crazy thing to think wow, about. That's been right. that's been hitting me. Like, oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Bless. Existing longer after the pandemic than before was the thing that made Babe. me really be like, "What the f- wow? Time is very strange. Mm-hmm. And what a weird few years it's been." But I've talked too, just. We recommend starting a project and creative outlets to people because there is something about doing the show every single week that is like an anchor point for yes. me. Exactly. It does a lot of good to be like, well, I got to get into the mode and then I'm out of my head and focused on li- listeners' heads, I guess. Yep. Totally. And that, <laughs> it, it helps. I don't know. Every time we finish doing one of these episodes, I'm always in a better place mentally. And uh, Right. That's, I mean, I find that too with office hours. That's like the one constant for me, you know, every. Every Thursday, we've got this going on. And weeks that we don't have it, or if we go a few weeks without it, it's just like, you know, what's going it throws on? Here? You. Yeah. Place. But like, it, yeah, it grounds you. And it's just like, you got to get it together for this. And then, like you said, yeah, at the end of it, you, you feel like you accomplished something and you're yeah. glad you did it. You know? Big endorphins when you, uh, yeah, totally, when you're like totally. rap, when you're like, and right. we're out. And you're like, oh, we did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I do have a lot to offer as a person. I'm pretty cool. People listen right. to the show. <laughs> people listen yeah. to me talk every week. That's pretty nice. Uh-huh. There are people who pay money to hear us talk yeah. more. And we salute all of them. Way that to go, the guys. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, speaking to listeners, why don't we say we start getting into them their questions? Because we got some good ones this week, and I'm right. I'm champing at the bit to chew on these questions. Oh, they champing. Ooh. I found out I was champing at the bit, not chomping. I, th- I think it's very funny. I don't know what, what it is means. What is a champing? What is yeah? What does that mean? It's okay, where you know, like a horse quick would be like segment. Quick segment. Like pulling Champ. against the bit. Like I'm good on champing versus chomping. Like champing, like the winner, championing. Now champ. I don't know. Champing at the bit, when used figuratively rather than literally, forget the actual horses means to be eager to start or be anxious to get moving. I want to know it literally though. What does champing literally mean? <laughs> right. What champing mean? It comes from something said about horses when they bite. So like. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. We chomp horses. Champ is that the idea? <laughs> what animal chimps? Chimps, 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 chimp. I guess they got like weird flat teeth, and that's more of a champing <laughs> noise. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm champing at the bit personally. Mm. <laughs> All right, we've, we've half. I don't know if we're going to untangle this mystery, listeners. If you understand that, if you're a horse person, write in, please. 
Uh, Especially it, if you're a horse person, if you're, if you're a very horse person with your with your hooves, it would be really weird for you to type teeth. Uh, let's get into these questions, but first, a word from our sponsor. Oh, hello there! It's me, Horse Dotto. I'm ch- I'm champing away over here, and now I'm gonna. Hey, let me champ at you a little bit. I listen to this program called Radio Free Tote Bag. Oh, it's a hoot and a holler, relationship advice. We love it. But I just get such a deep horse sadness. I'm a regular Bojack some weeks when I finish the episode and there's nothing else to listen to. Hey, but check this little piece of horse knowledge I got for you. If you clop on over to patreon.com slash RFTB, you can get a bonus episode of Radio Free Tote Bag each week. Nurr! That's like an extra feed bag at the end of a horsey day. Clunk, 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 clunk. Head on over there. You can support the show, get an extra episode, access to the Discord, get a sticker in the mail, all kinds of good stuff. You can trust me. I'm a horse. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Cluck, 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 and put like a dust noise in there or something. Put a like dust a, noise? Like a, like the dust kicked up by the horse. That's not really what a noise. What the That's fuck a visual are you talking effect. about? <laughs> Question box. Dust noise. I don't know. I'll just edit that in. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Oh. Easy, girl. It's the question box. It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, can write in your questions, and we'll do our best to answer them. Yeah, we will. If, you, if you're new or if you have forgotten, you can find a link to the question box on our social media, at RFTBpod, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, or our website, rftb.me. You don't have to make an account. You just click that link, and you clippity-clop all over the keyboard and put whatever your question is in the box. You press send, and then it goes to us. And, wow, we uh, keep it going with the horse. Uh, still on the on, horse. Uh, I'm stuck on it. the horse. The concept uh, of a horse listening to the show is just really tickling me. <laughs> Headphones in their weird pointy ears. <laughs> That's fantastic. Can you imagine ear pods, but they're like this fucking big? (laughs) (laughs) Novelty size ear pods for your horse. Incredible. Um, We got a a lot of really good ones this week. Uh, A lot of mental health stuff, which is going to dovetail nicely with what we were talking about at the beginning. So let's let's get into this. Uh, Hello, cuties with a Z. What's up? What's up? Very nice of you. This question is aimed at Dono, but any input is definitely appreciated. My partner has been struggling with their OCD lately, specifically with spiraling thought patterns that can send them into a pretty bad depression for days at a time. There have been some really tough stretches in the last few months, and we've almost broken up a couple times because Mm. they would get stuck in the belief that they're unlovable or that I don't actually care about them and that I'm better off without them. We're in a pretty stable place right now, and I'm committed to helping them manage it. I know Dono has talked about their OCD in the past. Little little burp. Oh, God. That was like a triple. Good Lord. Uh, And how they've gotten a handle on it. And I was wondering if they wouldn't mind speaking a little more in depth on specific things they found success with. Also, if this is too personal or feels like retriding ground, feel free not to read this cue. Thanks. Love y'all. Thank you for writing in. Oh, we read this cue. Yeah, not not too personal at all. This is... I don't know. This is the sort of stuff we like talking about. Uh, so let's see how I've gotten a handle on it. I think there's, and, and for y'all too, I think there's a lot of overlap with what I experience with obsessive compulsive disorder and also just like anxiety and depression in general. I don't know. These things can be murky, but the big distinction for me with OCD is the like getting locked into a thought spiral thing that they're talking about. And like when I was younger, I could be just, gone for hours freaking the fuck out locked onto a specific thought and you just can't escape it until you find a resolution but there is no resolution and so you just keep going and going and you're feeling more and more upset but you can't you can't find something to solve it and so you get stuck and it's miserable and it's exhausting um so my whole thing with with therapy and just like coping mechanisms is getting better at catching yourself when that's happening 
like recognizing like, oh, yeah. I'm in a spiral right now. Or if you're a partner helping your mm-hmm. partner be like, hey, this is what this feels like. Let's go to support mode and redirecting. And sometimes yeah. you redirect and it comes right back. But you just keep doing that over and over and over again. And over time, you get better at doing it. And it's never just going to work perfectly. But the more you practice that recognition and then redirect something, the better. And just yeah. it can be exercise. Like for, for me, it's weightlifting or yoga or writing uh, or just calling a friend and being like, get my mind off of this or playing a video game. Like anything that you enjoy doing that you need to put some mental effort into to derail the thought spiral, that's that's my biggest recommendation. Yeah. And huh. I uh, I recently... Cause I, it's like a, this, like that feedback loop that just like goes and goes and you just can't break it. But like you said, like the first thing to do is to recognize it. Once you recognize that intrusive thought or that thought that's like, you can't get it out of your head. I've been doing, um, this thing where, uh, I, I like close my eyes and I kind of envision the thought as, you know, uh, obtuse of an idea that is or whatever, but like you kind of have to picture it and then, and separate it from you because it's not you you know what I mean? mm. it's a thought and exactly. you don't and you don't have to you don't have to accept every thought that you get you know you yeah. you have all these terrible thoughts all the time but you just you can't you know everyone does it no matter even yeah, yeah. the greatest people in the world For you know, sure. think about murdering animals or whatever it is you know like whatever like you can do this, but you can you can get it out of your head and you don't have to accept it because and also it's not you so it's just like a thought so what I do is like I close my eyes and I I separate it and I view it and I say I you you're you be grateful to yourself your your brain where you're like thank you thought or thank you brain but that thought is not helpful right now you know, I like that bye bye and and then I envision it by blowing away and that's like that like is a new concept for me like within like the past six months and that like really helped me just start getting the intrusive thoughts out. I'm not perfect of course, but like yeah. it's really, really helped me um, just to, to, to know that you don't have to believe everything you think, you know, and you can, right. you really can separate neat. yourself from it. And there's other, like a grounding technique too, that I've been using like this tapping. I actually did it right before this. <clears throat> I, um, you go like, have you heard of tapping? You know what that is? Like, like, I think it's like, uh, I forget the name of it is. But if you just type in tapping for mental health or whatever, so I do this like I go I like take deep breaths. That's a big thing, and I go seven taps each. So tap on the forehead, and then you go the eyes, and then there's different ways to do it. But like I kind of like travel along the eye, and then down the nose, the mouth, to the chest, and then it sounds bizarre, but it. it truly works because what it does is it focuses your brain to one single thought and before yeah. you know it you're only thinking about the tapping and then yeah, everything's yeah. kind of like if, if it goes you know usually it's it works and it calms you down and it and it and it kind of resets you and, and uh, refocuses your your emotions yeah. and thoughts you know Put, puts you back in your body with that physical sensation yeah i yeah, haven't so heard of the specific yeah. type i but i but i like that because i you're talking about stuff that like overlaps with meditative practices a lot where it is just about mm-hmm. what I, I like the visualization aspect I've heard of uh, imagining the thoughts is like a river going by and you kind of just visualizing totally. that, let the thing float by. It I separates think, yeah. it from you. And yeah, then you anything you can sounds, do. whatever it is to do, but, but also the, the, uh, the uh, person writing in, I, I think she's like third, they're in a, on a good track because like they're already talking about it and that's massive yeah. to be able to just to talk about it and have, have that trust and understanding between each other. That's huge. And all that's, so good yeah. job. And I would say as far as what you should be getting up to as a partner is like maybe sharing this stuff that we've been talking about, these grounding exercises, these like ways of separating yourself from the thought. Absolutely. But more than, you know, not for nothing, just love them. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. they're in a real bad place, just like acts of service, uh, fucking yeah. uh, quality time, just like spending time with them and like physical affection if they're up for that. Like that's all I find very, very helpful for mental health as right. well when I'm in a relationship. Definitely, definitely. Something my, my partner said to me when I, like early on in the relationship, because I've been very self-conscious about being anxious in the past and worrying about that fucking up relationships. 
uh, was that I, I love you just as much when you're anxious as when you're not. And that like made me fucking tear up at the time, you know, yeah. it seems like something you should just be able to be like, oh, you know, I know that everybody goes through bad times. But when you're really in those spirals, you can just feel like, and it sounds yeah. like what, what they're saying, you can just feel like, oh, God, I'm this massive burden. I'm nothing but bad for this person. Mm -hmm. I should just fucking get out of here. And right. having that validation of like, it's okay to feel this thing that you're feeling. Even if you want to get rid of it and we can work on the ways to do that, it's, it's still right. okay. That gets rid of like the, the meta, like I'm feeling bad about feeling bad kind of shit. Cause that can right. really just yeah, keep exactly. going. That's that, that loop that you, it's hard to get out of. And by saying it's your move. Yeah. And, and, Very and, familiar too. Right. Oh, it's, it's just, it's so tough. And, but like, I don't know. I was, it's, that's something I've been working on and, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought there. You have to cut that out. <laughs> I was about to say something. Right. I was about to say something, and then I, something popped in my head. And oh my god, speaking yep. of anxiety. Oh no, that's what it was. The uh, the uh, the anxiety. What was it? I don't know. Cut all this out. <laughs> no, I'm gonna make when it, it pops louder. In my head, yeah, when it pops in my head, I'll shout it out again. Wait, and then we I'll can come it back again. in with it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> incredible. I, th I think the key we're all touching on, though, is just the practice of things and opening up about it. Yeah. All this stuff is easier when somebody knows what's going on, when you don't feel like you have to hide it to get rid of the meta stuff, and then just whatever right. technique you can get to derail it and to detach yourself from the bad thoughts. Just keep practicing that thing and don't beat yourself up when it fails because it's going to fail sometimes. And that's okay. That's just like it's right. trying to learn to do anything. It's just part of the process. Right, um, right. But really good on you for writing in this with yeah. your partner. You seem like a really supportive person to them. And that's that's really awesome. You know, not everybody can do that and not even a ding on people. Just it's a hard thing to work through loving somebody who's, you know, got mental stuff they got to deal with. So mm -hmm. as a fellow obsessive person, like, thank you for doing that for your partner. That goes a long way. I, I know it'll make a difference to them. So we wish you luck. Update us if you know any of this advice helps. I I love hearing about this kind of thing. Definitely. All right, what else we got in here? Hello, gang. We're a gang. Yeah. <laughs> I am struggling with knowing how to be a supportive and helpful friend at the moment. I guess this would make this a friend zone question. Friend zone. <laughs> I have a good friend who is so sweet and caring but who is extremely naive about the world and may not be the smartest person. <laughs> I always feel like I'm speaking to someone much younger because they don't really seem to see things past face value or think about things critically. I really hate how this sounds, but I'm saying this from a place of true concern. My friend is currently looking for a job uh, after being fired and has an inflated understanding of what a realistic type of job to aim for. Uh, what is a realistic type of job to aim for? Uh, they keep showing me job postings that require expertise in areas such as coding or accounting, advanced project management that they simply do not have. And their questions about jobs really reflect a very shallow understanding of what it even pertains to. I'm all for stretching and fluffing your resume because capitalism sucks and is a total scam. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I worry that my friend is setting themselves up for disappointment and prolonging their time without a job. How do I nicely tell my friend that they are fully out of their depth on many of these job postings? Should I simply keep uh, being supportive and keep sharing job postings that are more realistic? They say they appreciate my help on this. Or should I be more, be more direct about what I'm thinking? Thank you, a nervous friend. I have something right off the fucking rip. What you got? Do not bust this bubble. Let them apply for shit that they're just wildly not fucking appropriate for. Because what <laughs> if they get it? Right. <laughs> like, what if they land the job and they're like, shit, I'm making 60 grand a year coding i don't know right, what the right. f i don't fucking know bro i got an interview for the ceo of mcdonald's what does that mean <laughs> they said yeah, they love I mean, me. you're not wrong i mean because then you can you can like if it's something that's possible to learn you can do that then but if you happen to yeah. get the job i would i mean i would say yeah don't kill that dream even if it might not go anywhere but like keep sending the the realistic yeah. job, you know, things and be supportive of both, you know, but like, yeah, realistically push the, the, the ones that are not possible. Yeah. I'm thinking specifically, they mentioned project management. What the fuck is that even? <laughs> right. You can, you can right. learn that OTJ. No you problem. You can figure that out. Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. Right. I, 
I mean, I think the, on the other hand, the thing you are looking out for is you just don't want them spinning their wheels too much and burning a bunch of time if they got to get something going. Because I'm in agreement, like, I don't know, shoot shoot your shot on stuff, especially if it's just sending the application in. And if you get an interview, like interviewing generally is just good experience. I had an right. awful stretch of unemployment at the beginning of the pandemic. And the good thing that came out of it is I'm just like, I I used to be so anxious about interviews. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm like in the zone immediately. <laughs> and I know awesome. what to expect. And I, I know how to kind of sell myself well. Um, I think where you can offer help, though, is just giving them a little bit of direction. And so like help with the resume. What kind of yes. experience do they have? Mm-hmm. What is their skill set? And then being like, sure. here's how we present this on this paper. And here is how you can take pieces of that and go in and be like, yeah, I did this thing. This job involves this thing. I, I Let's do it. Like, I'm ready to do that kind of thing. Right. Hell that yeah. and sending the things their way. And, you know, obviously don't uh, – don't don't tell me you don't think they're the smartest person or whatever with this stuff. <laughs> that's, let that I slip hope out. your friend doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> but give you know you can't give them just like a hey like if you want some more success like let's target entry level stuff. Let's target again with the resume stuff like let's focus on stuff that you have some connection to. Yes. At the very least, would enjoy doing so that when you're on the interview, you can be excited about it without having to like fake that too much. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and and I don't know what kind of you know what age they are or whatever, but just getting out and doing things is you know it, just meeting people is really word of mouth is is a big thing too. Just it's like, true. Too. Go where you like to go. You know, find what you like to do. You know, figure out. You know, you know, you never know. You might come across somebody. It's usually like word yeah. of mouth is the, the way to go. That's huge. And if you know somebody someplace, damn, that's so big. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, I also like, I, I kind of fell into the field I'm in now in my, in my normie career. Uh, but like, if there's any kind of general skills, they'd be interested in, in picking up that you can learn online. For me, it's all like data programming type stuff. There's a lot of like free resources out there. Free really, sources, if you any, will. Nice. Ooh. Anything you can do on the computer, there's probably a community online that's got a bunch of free information on it. And if they're into that kind of thing, like I just, I hung out in coffee shops every night for like six months learning this coding language called R and like oh, all wow. of the jobs I've had since, like all stem from that experience. Sure. So right. if you have that yeah, combo you, of a little awesome. skill and some confidence and practice interviewing and knowing how to talk to people who are hiring, it, it gets a lot less intimidating. Um, but I mm-hmm. totally understand to begin with, it's just like, where the fuck do I even start with any of this? Who am I? Like, what do I... <laughs> This is right. so overwhelming. Yeah, that's God. That isn't that the biggest question when you sit down to write your resume for the first time? It's so like, stressful. Like, Where the fuck? Have, so I've worked. For me, it was like I've worked at Kroger, a yeah, board yeah. game bar, a dive bar, Kroger again, and Coles. Right. And you can ah! be like, oh, that's nothing. But there's so yeah. much you can take out of those of like, yeah, I know how to handle that. shitty customers. I know how to yes. handle point of sale stuff. Like, yeah, just... I know how to I could do forensics on orders with no tools. Like I had no <sighs> ability to look anything up. But just based on the information I was getting back from the POS, I could be like, this is probably what's happening with this order based on what I've seen with other things. So we're just going to go do this. We're going to cancel this, reorder this, blah, 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 blah. Just like get people to where they need to be. And that has been integral to the current role that i'm in oh, uh, yeah. where I got, a, I got a performance review today and i did pretty well got a second yeah let's go huge a little side note too on resumes you can put an interest section on there and i throw yeah. in powerlifting yoga <laughs> uh there's something else i put in there paleontology and uh, then if you're interviewing with smart. somebody i've like a hundred percent gotten a follow-up interview a couple times because people have been like, you're in a power, like I power lift. And I'm like, yeah, I could, you know, I fucking squat 425 or something. And they're like, like, holy shit, you're serious about this thing. (laughs) You got something you can connect with them personally on. I had another person I talked extensively about getting into paleontology topics and like the books and stuff I read on this. And they were super stoked to have somebody to talk to about it. Like any little, just put stuff on there that somebody could latch onto and make that person connection instead of just the, because I've interviewed for jobs before and it can be so fucking boring just to do the same. Do you do this? this? Yeah, it's because it's, remember it's people. 
Like, it's just looking at this, it's, you know, unless it's like Amazon where it's maybe robots or something like that. But like, <laughs> right. other than that, normal, like regular people are going to be reading this thing and, you know, just, you want to communicate your style and, and what you're, you know, what you're about on that. Yeah. What's yeah, cool 100%. about you? What you got yeah, going exactly. on? I think, I think I put business stuff. Uh, I think it's honestly probably the fucking LGBT org experience that I have helped me get this fucking gig that I'm in now. Cause like mm-hmm. everyone I work with is queer apparently. <laughs> we just got Let's sick. Go. Um, and that helped a whole bunch. And I think my intersection says something about like electronic dance music, role playing games. And, uh, yeah. I think I mentioned that I have a podcast. I think I mentioned yeah. that. And then they ask yeah. me what what is, and then they ask me what it's about, and I go, "You will find out yeah. in several months when I know you right. better." Yeah. <laughs> I've, it, when I do talk about that, I'm always like, uh, you know, we we get into some kind of spicy topics. So That's I, I, you know, I couch I it. Wanna... I'm like, listen, you will learn. The way I always say it is, you will learn things about me that you did not necessarily want to know. <laughs> and so you got to decide that can the audience yes. handle that or not? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, good, good on you trying to help your friend out, though, because, like, huge. again, especially entry-level stuff, it can be such a disorienting, frustrating experience to how the – and it's like you have to do this to live. It's it's very, very stressful. So good on you, like, trying to support your friend with this, and yeah. uh, we, we wish them luck. But yeah. also, also, they can't save every – you can't save everybody, or you can't, right. you know, swoop in. That's true, too. We call, yeah. the, we think, call that yeah. oxygen mask. Like right, you put on right. your oxygen mask first before you start trying to go saving other people. Right, right, right. I have a tendency to do that sometimes, and you, and you get tripped up. Same. That way. <laughs> so you gotta. I gotta yeah, get reminded. Right, there are times when yeah, I will say exactly. to myself, like I'll watch somebody in bad shape while I'm in bad shape, and I'll go oh, and be yeah. like, "Oh, I got you," and he'll go, "The oxygen mask. I don't have to take it on right. too much shit right now." <laughs> right, right. All right. All what's right. next, Donovan? A ton of mental health stuff. I We've talked about this the past few episodes. We've both been fucking going through it. Apparently, oh, yeah. everyone else is going through it also. <laughs> yeah, so it's a recession is coming, everybody. so it's hell. The country is hell now. Check check this one out. Uh, hey, Audrey, Dono, and esteemed guest. Yeah. Hello, esteemed listener. I have rewritten this at least 15 times. Damn. I'm a pretty new listener. You can thank everyone's fave, Howl Dottie. Fuck yeah. yeah. We love Howl. <laughs> And I wanted to say I've never listened to Dating Advice Show before, but it's really refreshing to hear something that is not accusatory, genuinely sincere, and doesn't fall back on tropes and stereotypes. Thank Let's you for saying go. that. That is go. really nice to hear. We appreciate that. Uh, this one sucks, so I apologize. Again, no, we're fucking all going through this right now. The last 18 months have possibly been the worst period of my entire life. My sister was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and in December, my relationship with my fiancé ended after 13 years. Fuck. Uh, After several months of counseling, I realized that the relationship I was in was in a lot of ways very controlling, and that there is nothing I could have done to stop my sister getting cancer. I've struggled with anxiety and extremely debilitating panic attacks in the last six months. Thankfully, I have them mostly under control, but I am very aware of the effect they have had on me and how that also affected my family. I do worry about keeping these emotions under control and the stress I am putting on them on top of my sister's illness. I've always been a very steady person, especially emotionally. I'm an outlier in my family. They are very outwardly emotional and extremely sincere. Since my sister's diagnosis, that has not been the case. In an effort to move my life forward, I've found a place in a new city, an hour away from my parents, and I'm making an effort to seek out new relationships, but I do feel very isolated as I have no friends here. I guess my question is, how do you placate that existential dread that stops you seeking out new connections? Dating apps feel extremely alien to me. I met my former fiance when I was 19, I'm now 32, and my confidence in making new friends is very low. I guess like a lot of guys, I just feel very isolated and scared about how my life is going to pan out. Fucking A. That is all brutal stuff. And like at the top here, like we fucking feel you. Don't be thinking you're a weirdo or anything. Like that's objectively really hard shit to go through. 100%. Good on you for fucking getting into counseling right away. Like that by Mm -hmm. itself is a huge fucking win. And you should feel really, really proud about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So it's really trite that we we could say, well, what are you into? Go do the thing that you're into near other people who are into that thing. That's usually what we say. And yes, that is true. I mean, you should do that. Um, But I don't want to discount how alien like getting out there is because you haven't had a need to do that. Yeah, ever. For it's been fucking years. Especially if you spent a lot of time in a controlling relationship. Controlling relationships tend to quote unquote fulfill all your needs. You know what I mean? Like you'll suppress right. your needs to like meet the demands of the very demanding relationship. So like how do you approach meeting new people when you haven't had much of a need to do that? It is the, you know, I mean, it is trite in the sense that we always say it, but like I, I really believe in the just getting out there and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if you have spent that much time with just this person, and you know, if you're talking controlling, like you don't really hang out with other people, you don't have hobbies and stuff, pick that kind of stuff up because that really, one, it's fulfilling as a person. Two, there's the meeting element we talk about, but like three, with that, like when you go on a date or something. It's nice to be like, I do, I've been doing a podcast for five years. People like want to hear about shit like that. You make music, whatever it is. Um, I'll say also just like beyond activities, the thing I've really been working through this year, and I think I've talked about this on here too, um, but I've spent like years not letting myself express myself through writing or music because mm-hmm. I was afraid I would look stupid and nothing was ever perfect enough. And so I just frustrate myself and give up. And I've been going through, you know, not this heavy, but heavy stuff as well. And advice that I've I've gotten from from Max from Eve Six actually shouts out. Oh yeah, throw yourself into the artistic stuff. He's like that yeah. got me through addiction. That got me through a divorce because you're taking these feelings that you're sitting with and you're making something out of them, and you're also yeah. learning a thing. And it's also like you're showing a party with that stuff. So it's something you can talk about. It's something that gives you release just in the process of doing it. So right. it doesn't matter whatever 100%. that looks like, you know, you like yeah, writing. 100%, that's like the arts. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that is. Um, I like, I think the focus though, now after such a long relationship is, is you and, and yes. you know, figure out who you are rather than jumping into, or, you know, going out looking on dating apps to, to try and find that next person, right. you know, like, like it's tough, but like, you know, take your time, you know, and, like you said, the arts, I th- I would suggest like you can do that through if you don't paint or draw or whatever it is, uh, you know, if woodworking is interesting to you, if, like find yeah. a class, you know, at the community college or whatever it is, if it's once a week or a yoga class or something or do a couple things where you you don't even have to like first couple of classes, you don't have to talk to anybody. Just go mm-hmm. do the activity. And then before you know it, people will be talking to you, you know, that's and right. That's I- it's and that's what it's about. And also like also relying on the 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 support system you already have in place like talk to your parents you know talk to your sister and 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 stay in touch with you know old friends and and just have a have a if you have buddies that start a text thread or something you know that you can check into now and then it doesn't have to be all the time but it could be you know once a day you you send a a funny link or something just to just to keep your mind going and 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 to you know have that that feeling of of being around other people even if you're isolated right now yeah Uh, I really like the idea of a class because it puts you in a room full of equals. You know what yeah, I mean? Like you're, you're, that's you great, have peers yeah. around you. And uh, it's like a perfect fucking place to meet people. Cause like, say you're, you're taking some sort of class and you meet somebody and you think they're cool and you want to hang out with them more. You just catch up with them after class. You go, wow, that was really great. I really like the new technique we learned. Mm-hmm. Do, would you maybe want to hang out sometime and practice that? Easy. Right. Fucking Fuck easy yeah, money, baby. Go. No problem. I just uh, I finished eight weeks of acting classes for the first time oh. in my in my fucking life the past several <laughs> weeks because I wanted to throw myself into like getting over the kind of performance and like being scared in front of people anxiety and it's been one of the most fulfilling like affirming things I've ever done. Just oh, extremely yeah. good fucking support group of people because you're it's a vulnerable thing to do to yeah. do anything like that in front of people and like a good place to kind of prove to yourself that like I can fucking try this stuff. It doesn't matter if I look stupid doing it. Everybody does <laughs> right. when they start everybody's, out. And yeah, everybody's at the same that. spot as you. So it's yeah, it's right. Low stakes. 
So highly recommend that. And yeah, I mean, I fucking, I go into somebody from that class is like a party in a couple weeks. Like you exactly. can, great way to fucking It just happens naturally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then when your birthday's coming up, you invite them or whatever it is. Right. You know, you yeah. Can, and then yeah. you get introduced to their friends and then their exactly. friends introduce you to their friends. Right. And their friends and their friends. Yes. And so on and so on. So but don't. That's how uh, we do it. You know, all of this at the beginning can seem so fucking overwhelming when you especially right. when you're feeling alone. But just do little little things like this. And again, the fact that you started counseling at all is like a very, Huge. very good sign and a really impressive step that you did. Because it can Definitely. be easy just to get overwhelmed and be paralyzed. And you know, if you're me, I worse depression, like I just tried to numb myself for a couple years. Right. And, miserable you know uh, right so you're already right. you're already for, handling this yeah, it works for a little bit like an hour or whatever and then yeah. what are we yeah, what, are, what is back this? in the damn hole yeah right right if you so, feel uh, yeah. a glimmer okay. of social connection with somebody and it doesn't really matter who it is it could be that like you go to the same gas station every day and the right. dude behind the cash register has cool tattoos or whatever and you sure. feel like a genuine you feel like a draw to somebody it's not the worst idea to just like say some friendly words. And then eventually right. over time that develops, because you the fuck knows you can yeah. meet anybody anywhere. This is right. true. So if you yeah, feel genuine exactly. social like, connection, don't like yeah. fucking jump them. You know what I mean? Right. But like work <laughs> yeah, into exactly. things and like tr try right. to like, you know, and try to consider the people around you that are more like, I'm not saying like befriend a service worker necessarily, but like <laughs> think about the people around you less as like just like window dressing or somebody that walks by, but just as like For an sure. actual genuine person that you could maybe form a connection with. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have a two, like there's a coffee spot and a, and this like burrito place down the street that like I found, I like their food. I like the environment and that's, I kind of just go to those two spots, you know, now and then. And yeah. You just start to see the same people and you recognize the same people. Yeah. And like before I know it, like I have minor friendships with, with some of these yeah. people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's and they know, oh, hey Vic, what's up? You know, and then and and you know, you keep before you know you're in conversations with other people that are there or whatever. It's it's just making that first moment. effort to 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 get the hell out of it and, yeah. and you know, just get out. And um but the other thing is I've found um these like like coping mechanisms find like when you're at your worst or the thoughts are spiraling or you're like, Oh, I'm so depressed and lonely. You know, when you're in those moments, you can, you can find certain coping mechanisms, which could be like meditating or, or, or like I tend to take a walk with my dog. That's another yeah. thing. Get a dog. You Dog's can, you can oh, pet the good. dog as much dog as you park. want. You take it. the dog yeah, park. Go to a dog park. Yeah. If Maybe you can't you go meet somebody at the dog park. Oh, you're gonna meet some, yeah, meet some nice, nice stuff over there. Somebody the with park, a cute so. terrier. You're yeah. gonna have a whole you pack of hounds following you around. Right, you're gonna be in great right. shape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huge. So it's there you huge. go. It's it's you're gonna, gonna be just great. hang in there. Yeah, just stay stay strong. And just again, uh, remember to give yourself credit as you go because this doesn't happen overnight. And when you're really down, it can be easy to be like is this even nothing's going to come of this like i'm fucking doomed or whatever but like again mm -hmm. something like the counseling or if you go out and just like chat with somebody or start up a class take a moment to be like damn i feel existential fucking terror and it's crushing me and yet i am still fucking trying that's a really admirable thing and it can yeah. be really easy just to discount that when you're in depression mode so make sure you're yeah. taking the time too to just be like Give yourself credit for trying for fucking right. writing into the show. Even like, right, it's a right, really right. hard thing you're in, and you're fucking mm -hmm. trying, and that's all you can do. And we and actually like pat your back, you. like say good job. Yeah, for real. Like, do that's a like give myself do taps. <laughs> hug yourself. Whatever you gotta I, do, I give, give myself a, a hug sometimes. Kiss and the mirror, that does feel right? I, for it. so long, I was even like alone. <laughs> I wouldn't like sing for like a long time because I was always so self conscious. And it's been sure. this recent thing of like. Who fucking cares if shit is goofy? It's so right. much better than trying to be, oh, I have to be. Exactly. You, know. you think people want to see you pissed off or whatever? You don't know. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Cool is but, the enemy of fun. Have for fun. fucking real. Yeah. And happy and that but, is yeah. cool. We're sincere yeah. as fuck on this show and we're also cool as fuck. That's yes. what I say. <laughs>
you ready? You get, you ready to talk about some pornography? All right, let's take a hard no, pivot. No, hard pivot. We we wish this person luck though, and like <laughs> update us too. This is yes. the kind Please, of question I want to hear like, more. Yeah, if you find wins, it helps other people who are going through shit. If they exactly. hear like you were going through this and this stuff worked for you, so we we believe in you. Good luck. All right, check this fucking shit out. <laughs> Hello, RFTB hosts and guests. What's up? I have some questions about watching porn. All right. I, 35, queer, non-binary, and AMAB, have found myself going back to watching pretty stereotypical straight porn more. I know that turn-ons in porn can fluctuate and be playful in their own way sometimes, but sometimes it feels off to me about it. Something feels off to me about it. I'm unsure if it's a mental health connection where I want to watch something familiar, or if I'm holding on to something straight about my turn-ons. What are some things I could think about or change? How could I be more intentional about watching different types of porn that isn't so stereotypical? Any advice would help. Thanks, and love the pod. All right. Departure from uh, from the other questions thus far. You want to get weird with it is what you're saying. You're, yeah. t- you're, watching, you're watching vanilla porn, and you're like, how could this be more depraved? And how can I be into the more <laughs> depraved thing? I'm I'm reading more that they're just you know you're you're queer you're NB you're coming out as you know you're 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 trying to explore that stuff it sounds like but you're yeah. watching just kind of straight cis porn and I'm getting the impression just I don't know there is a lot of really just kind of normative dog shit porn out there that's like all focused on like the the cis dude in it and you know that's like what the majority of the shit out there is and there is something with that that kind of sucks you know yeah it doesn't mean it's all bad also and so like don't i don't know don't shame yourself for this yeah yeah but like if you're just trying to break out of that and like i don't know explore other things you're into Look up some kink shit. I mean, do you have any like fantasy type stuff? Do you have things that you've done in the past or things that you're interested in? Because this is that is one way to be like, oh, shit, maybe I'm into bondage. And then you actually do that with like a partner down the line and find out that that's like a thing that you like. So look into some kink stuff. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Uh, I'm of a mind that you like, if you're into the, the stuff that you're into, just like, if that's what gets you off, if, cause that's ultimately what I, you're probably watching the pornography for. <laughs> that's the goal. Then, <laughs> then just do that. Like, that's fine. Uh, the big reco I feel if you want to move off the beaten path is to get into smaller creators, like get into OnlyFans content, shit like that. Oh yeah. Uh, more like, uh, uh, uh performer produced stuff. Because uh, yeah. then, then you're supporting someone right. uh, at like a at a lower level or like a less uh, corporate you're level a worker in the sex directly. industry. Yes, right, direct support right. to a worker. Um, more personal. Yeah, and you know, I think that's great. I think that would be a great thing to do. Uh, I will say that like the mainstream pornography is going to have, uh, we'll say, better lighting is like a big part <laughs> of it. I find, uh, in like professional staging and like more. Sure more impressive surroundings and things like that. Like they, they, they put a lot of money into making it look fucking good. And you know, it's hard, it's hard to beat money sometimes. So if that's like, I've, I have found that like, for me, it's gotta be like 1080p or higher. Like it's, I'm getting to be a real quality snob about my pornography of late. Uh, good lighting is very important. (laughs) I have found that the way, uh, uh, femme performers have their makeup done has a lot to do with it for me now. Oh, mm. interesting. That yeah, I, I like it, if their makeup is like weird or like I don't know, oh. like if I feel like it's not right, then it takes me out of it. You know, interesting. Yeah, hmm. I'm thinking like uh, you know, Reddit is a a den of depravity. We talk about that on the bonus show, yeah. patreoncom slash RFTB. There's all kinds of, there's fucking Reddit communities for every kind of like kink that you can imagine. Our butterfly wings. Our butterfly, our, our Rem- simps or whatever the fuck is. <laughs> our simps rocks. For those, of you, for those of you who don't know. Vic, have um, you ever heard this term? Do you know what a simp is and not like a I simping like person? I should. No, what, okay. what is it? So you know how Homer Simpson's lips 
Oh no! <laughs> Look a little bit like labia majora. Kinda... Oh my god! Pussies so what they look like what they Homer. do is they take they take the pussy and edit it into Homer Simpson sometimes, <laughs> and it's great. It's very it's funny. Like a it's specific. A some people are really into this this specific look, and there's a whole fucking yeah. subreddit for it. Well, yeah. my weekend shot now. <laughs> <laughs> Back, alternate with the Simpsons marathon. You got a whole a whole plan. <laughs> but there's all kinds Army. of stuff on there. <laughs> Oh, oh, I was listening to Black Party before this, and Stefan doing the fucking Marge impression has made me want to attempt one. But maybe that's all I got is Hami. Oh, oh. He says he warms up by doing the grumble. The, oh, 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 it's so bad. I can't do it. <laughs> Vic, do you have a Marge impression? <laughs> I don't, but I, I wish I did. Oh, no Marge. oh homie. That's all I got. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I think you're on my level. Yes. <laughs> I just think they're neat. Oh, I God. just think they're neat. <laughs> I don't know. It's awful. They're all bad. <laughs> and this all came from fucking sips. But poke around fucking Reddit. I don't know. There's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, radical communities. Stuff. There's yeah. stuff out there that like uh, there are actual communities around. We talked about the uh, there's like a whole audio erotica community that like yeah. is very accepting and catering to people with like visual disabilities and stuff that's on there. Mm. That well, not my particular thing. I thought it was like a really interesting. You know, you think of porn as just kind of this I don't know nasty thing sometimes. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like you know sexuality is normal, and there's yeah. something interesting about a community like trying to cater not to mainstream things like that yeah um yeah really. reddit's got a lot of that stuff another a lot of bad really shit huge, too but yeah. some some interesting <laughs> good stuff too another really huge move for you i think this is going to be very big get into gooning that's Don't gonna really no we're not talking about gooning again what is it goonie related what you're, is you're not familiar with goon okay that's where you, you like, like masturbate forever from- but never come this is a whole thing these people these Wait, people what? They have like five computers or screens going with different porn playing on each one. It's like porn, jerk porn, off porn. maximalism. It's bizarre. Oh my God. But it's a I whole jerk off brutalist. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so go to our goon mean, caves. Though? What is what is the goon mean? What does that mean though? Like does it come from Well, it's something? the face you make. You like, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, is my understanding. Wow. It's a whole thing, though, and they call themselves Gooners and Gooners. We, we talked about this extensively with uh, with Juniper. Porn piggies and shit. It was yeah. a whole thing. All right, Jeez. you get the idea, right. listener. Get out there and don't be shameful just try, and just, just try, try some shit. fucking stuff. But if that's what's doing it for you, that's what's doing it for you. Be cool with that too. Like, but I, you can exactly. take any of this advice. I, I, I'm, I'm really convinced on the smaller creators. I think that's going to be big. Yeah, and just ethically, I think is a is yeah. a good thing. All right, we we got one more. Let's do a little stub at the end Stubberino. here. Stubberino. I want to think maybe you know what this means. My wife won't stop saying X Games when something exciting happens. <laughs> do any of us know what is this a reference no to something? X Games. No, I don't. Is this know. just your? Is it just your wife does this? Are you looking it up, Audrey? I'm trying. X Games. Call I remember out. the X Games. Yeah, it's extreme. BMX and, and yeah, skateboarding and stuff. Yeah, maybe she just Yelling says it's because it's got X in there, and that's like exciting. I think it's funny. I think your wife's yeah. got a good obnoxious bit going here. This is the sort right. of thing I would get stuck on. I can't find anything. This is a listener wife original. original. Play the drop. Play the drop. This is a listener wife original. No, no, no. <laughs> In that drop, okay. <laughs> if it's annoying you, you gotta. As someone who you listen to the show, sometimes gets stuck on one stupid joke, like the fucking horse stuff at the beginning, and just won't let it go. You know, sometimes you're just doing it for your own entertainment, and you don't realize that it could be annoying to other people. If this is actually annoying you, sometimes you just gotta be like, "Babe, I." I, the X Games, it's just starting to get to me a little I bit. I can't roll with the I'm X getting, Games, man. I'm getting I'm burnt so sorry. X Games thing, and she might be a little bummed, but sometimes you got to put the the K Bosh on whatever whatever the running bit is. It's not good. <laughs> what if you What if you hit her with that, babe? I'm I just you know I really can't hang with the X Games thing. She goes X Games. 
<laughs> you could yell Olympics. There's different options here, but I've heard this one enough. Well, thank you for your question. If it's from something, write it and tell us. Uh, but it sounds like a listener wife original. I love X that. Games! Yes. Where do okay. I know that? For God, I feel like I fucking know that it from something. It seems like though. it's from something. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Tell us, because it's going to be stuck in my head now. Please. All right. We know what else is X Games, us exiting the show. And we got to give Vic a round of applause for joining us. Thank you, Vic. Oh, this was so much fun. I want to come back already. We we would love it. Maybe we schedule for a bonus or something. We'll we'll talk to you after. Let's do it. But it has been wonderful talking to you. Office hours soon, hopefully. Hopefully, have you there. That would be absolutely incredible. A dream come true. Come uh, tweet out RFTB office hour, RFTB OH hashtag. Yeah, OHL. Yeah, office hours live. RFTB OHL. If you hashtag, hashtag it. Make make placards. Walk out in the streets. Trend it. (laughs) Yes. Make this trend. trend. (laughs) I want this to be viral. No, we we would super love. So keep an eye out for that. Yes. Um, uh, well, you, you said Office Hours Live, uh, but you got anything else to plug, Vic? Where can people find you? What do you got going on? Yeah, like uh, social media nowadays, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, VicBurger4, so VicBurgerIV. Um, you can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, Excellent If you just there. go on YouTube, if you don't know my stuff, you just go on YouTube, type in, type in VicBurger, V-I-C-B-E-R-G-E-R, and you can go down a just you know, a dark rabbit hole of, uh, you, can get, you, know, you can get real fucking surreal with it. Scare you. you know, if you're, I know if, if you're trying to get away from anxiety, do not watch my videos. So. Do, do not sure. watch fucking yeah. uh, uh, Jim Baker. Just no, you don't oh, want to watch God. the slap bucket videos. Do no. not watch that. I forgot about And also, buckets. you know what? You can check out my music. I, I have uh, two albums yeah. On, yeah. online. You can check those out and. Anyway, that's that's pretty much all I got going on at the moment, but office hour is the big one. Fucking hell I. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much again. It has been it has been wonderful. Uh you know what else is wonderful, Audrey? What's, it's what's wonderful. It's our beloved patrons. And as you heard uh our good champion friend Horse Dono say at the <laughs> at the ad break there, uh we've got a Patreon, five dollars a month. You get a bonus episode each week, Discord access, a sticker, patreon.com slash RFTB. But for ten dollars a month, what do they get? you get all of that and your name shouted out in lights at the end of each episode. And Audrey, who are we shouting out first? We begin with Brock. We follow that up with. We follow that up with. Are you fucking God, serious? Why is it so hard every time to <laughs> get it sorted? The project? We're shouting out Anthony Limber. You could also yeah. just memorize the first one that you do. It's the other <laughs> thing that you could do. I can't remember fucking anything. <laughs> oh, Christ. We are shouting out our beloved day one Barb. We're shouting out my beloved day one. It's my dad. We're going to shout out Daddy Dylan. We're shouting out Gigi. We're shouting out our good friend Sid Hoobstank. Following that up, it's Mall Criada. Up next is Mickey Flykick. Then we shout out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, we shout out Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're going to shout out so, so, so super deformed, formed, 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 formed. I'm excited every time I say it. We're shouting out Tufted Titmouse. <laughs> we're wrapping it all up with our very good friend, Ren. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Thank you so much for supporting the program at the $10 a month level. You are truly, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, the wind beneath our wings. You're the wind beneath our wings. We're a bird and you're the wind. What do we fucking say after that? Uh, music. Ah, yeah, I did the intro theme. Horn Filter is the love theme from RFTB. You can find it and more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB pod. Our outro song is the song Rat Curse by the Bellowing Pines. Find them on streaming, the Bellowing Pines. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, it's a hard time. It's a cruel, it's a cruel, cruel summer. It's actually just spring. 
So I could save that waiter later in the year. I'll use that one again. Uh, but I'm going to use this one that I use every week. I'm going to get right up on this microphone. I'm going to say, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.